Good afternoon, friends. Welcome to another grand and glorious day here in the best little city in America, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where we are going to spend a couple hours here on the Patrick Lally Show talking about news and politics, local, national, all of that. We're gonna, we got a lot of music today, and we're going to talk about recreation. It's, a, it's very much a lifestyles show. It's lifestyles today on the Patrick Lally Show, and uh, we'll talk about more of that in just a moment. Um, Uber producer Dan Peters is in studio, as always. We are always very happy and lucky to have Dan with us, uh, pointing out my frailties and my shortcomings as he did moments ago and uh, supporting me in every way he possibly can, but he's only one man. You are my brother. <laughs> I appreciate that, brother. We are, we are brothers on the air, and thanks for spending some time with us today on your radio on Information 1000 KSOO. Stream live at KSO.com or on the KSO mobile app. We are always on Facebook Live whenever we can get a good solid Wi-Fi signal here in the studio, way over in the corner of the Results Radio Complex in Southwest Sioux Falls. Uh, of course, you can always get us on Twitter as well, at P. Lally Show. If you want to chat with us, find out what's going on, get all your favorite links and that sort of thing, if that's what you need. Because people need links. You need links to life. You need links to information. We live by the link these days, Dan. Some people live on the links. Some people are lucky enough to live on the links. I am not one of them. I am lucky enough, however, to uh, I, I race my bike. I get to race my bike. I'm an old man, uh, and I still get to race my bike. So I take, I, I take a lot of uh, satisfaction from that. Uh, unfortunately, I am an old man. <laughs> and then come the frailties again. And then the frailties and shortcomings. And that's what my racing life is all about, frailties and shortcomings. And I'm, it's going to get off to a wild start here this weekend. I'm headed to Pella. And nothing says wild start like Pella, Iowa. But that's where they host the Dirty Wooden Shoe, which is a fitting name for a race in Pella. Because it's it's a it's sort of like Orange City, you know. It's Dutch Central down there in Pella. Yeah, they have tulip bulbs down there in Pella. Yeah, they have a festival just like Orange City, and uh, it's down south of Des Moines a little bit. And uh, we're there's a race out on a lake next to a lake in a big park. There's a huge, in fact, it is the largest lake in Iowa. It's uh, one of these uh, Corps of Engineers lakes that they have a few of down there. And uh, a bunch of state parks and such around this place. And there's a, there's a race there called the Dirty Wooden Shoe. And two days, Saturday and Sunday. Um, and uh, I, 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 all, I had a lot going on, all right? And so I was thinking about, like, just bagging it. Like, ah, it's too much work. You know what I mean? Just to get everything ready and get your cyclocross bike all tuned up and get everything. And, and, and then last night we just said, nope, we're going. Got a hotel room, go with a pool. The kiddos, you know, but the kids are, we're packing up everything. Kids are going to race. They're going to do, they're going to start their junior season. They've never raced at this level before. They've done kids races before. So that's going to be new and interesting for them. But we're packing everything up and headed to Pella on Friday night. And I'm, I'm scared to death. (laughs) Now, what are, are there multiple things that cause this angst in your heart? Well, the first and foremost is that I'm, uh, 20 pounds overweight and terribly out of shape really for, for racing. But that, you know, I, I race with the old people, so it's okay. And, uh, there's, there's old people that are very fit and very good racers. And then there's old people like me. And so it's, it's just going out there and having a good time. And, uh, but all the gear, you know, four bikes, 
uh, helmets and tools and 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 food and 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 bottles and and uh, everything else. It's just a lot of gear, you know. And so I had actually stopped today at uh, my local bike shop. You can go to any local bike shop. I happen to stop at Spoken Sport, which is mine, and uh, had to get an additional uh, slot essentially for my rear rack so we can get all the bikes loaded up in some sort of orderly fashion. We've never done this with everybody like this. So this is going to be, let's just say it's going to be a new experience. Almost like bike race (laughs) 2.0. It's bike race 4.0. And uh, we'll see how everybody does. I think the, the uh, promise of a pool and uh, that sort of thing at the end of the day will be pretty high on the list of to do's. Pond would be good for you. The natural spring water. Pool or pond. Pond would be good for you. Um, (laughs) So it's, I don't know. I have, I have no idea what this, I have no real expectations other than survival uh, of both me racing and me organizing and me hurting and me consoling, me teaching, uh, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot that could go wrong. <laughs> Let's just say that a lot of moving parts to keep all headed in the same direction. But we're going to try it. All right. But then you have to measure your expectations because you do say, yep. as almost like a catastrophist, yes. that a lot can go wrong. <laughs> but there's a lot that can go right too. Yes, it could be glorious. Well, and here's the thing. You know, experiences not things, right, Dan? You 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 absorb the experiences of life not the, the, the material possessions of it. So a bike is just a, a, a tool by, uh, that you use to have an experience. A car is just the tool, the, the SUV with the rack and all the stuff in it is just pieces of things that allow you to make a puzzle of experience. And so that's, we're going to have ourselves a grand experience that will be, no doubt, uh, chronicled in both uh, still photo and video for all to see. Uh, but the, uh, it's the it's inaugural season of the Parallel 44 racing team, which I'm on. And uh, it's, uh, you know, it's not a big team. There's only six of us. And then the kids. We got, the, got jerseys for the kiddos, so they're excited about that. But, you know, they everybody else went to race in Mason City last weekend, and we're going to Pella. So it's, it's going to be... Going to be out there chronicling it. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Parallel 44 Racing, powered by Sanford Power, power pa- powered by Sanford. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, cyclocross is a marvelous thing, though, you know, because it's everybody, it's a communal thing. It's in a park, you know, people just getting together and having a good time. And, yeah, there's competition, but it's all in the spirit of, of fun, you know. So that's hoping to pass a little bit of that active fun lifestyle on to the next generation you must be able to do to in in these situations to teach Mm -hmm. the young ones to be able to to encourage them to be out there because if if they don't do it then then the experience means nothing you're a spectator instead of a participant right and they would they would sit and uh, look at their kindles all day if you let them (laughs) you know what i mean but they love bikes too so it's going to be it's gonna be really fun i think and uh i'll let you know how it goes um, we're not leaving till tomorrow night, but I don't know. I'm, Maybe I'm, those incentives to finish for the, I'm, for the kiddos yeah. will be like, 
Remember, there will be, you know, name your fast food joint or yeah. name name your yeah. favorite uh, favorite snack or whatever. And they like to win, so that's, that's the motivation will be there. So we'll see how it goes. I'll let you know. Uh, we've got a great show for you today. Uh, Thomas Hentges of Burlap Wolf King will be here. They have a big show tonight, uh, the, his band, the Burlap Wolf King, and we'll talk about local music in general. I've been trying to get Thomas on the show for a while, and we finally made the schedules work, so that's awesome. Smart cyclist Michael Christensen will be here to reassure me that everything is going to be okay over the weekend as he comes off his big first race of the year. And I'll have a P&L statement just after the next break. Today's topic, laying the odds of treason. It's true. Laying the odds of treason. That's all next on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. 319 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. And it is PL statement time of the day when we get a little closer to free, along with our friends the Bodines. Oh, and today it's all about freedom, right? Treason. Treason's getting thrown around, people. Of course, this is the time of day when we chat about what's in the news, what's got me excited, what aggravates me to a great extent, what makes me happy, or what I just find interesting. And today, it's a little bit of everything, really. That's all I can tell you. Um, So, yeah, uh, when we were on the air yesterday, uh, our friends at the New York Times, you know, I'm a fan of the New York Times. I use their material a lot on their show because they're the... Uh, one of the greatest news organizations in the in the world today. It's as simple as that. Do not argue with me on this. So the and by now you all know this. Uh, yesterday afternoon they released a a op ed by an an anonymous op ed from somebody only known as a high ranking or a senior official, not high ranking. The writer is a senior official in the Trump administration titled, I am part of the resistance inside the Trump administration. And it is a very interesting read if you take time to go and see it. Um, And the Times has a little precursor here talking about why they did this with an anonymous senior official. And now everybody's trying to guess who it is. Um, They said, we believe publishing this essay anonymously is the only way to deliver an important perspective to our readers. And, you know, it takes Trump apart and essentially says there are people in the administration who believe in the in the administration and the the policies and what uh, the president says he wants to accomplish. But that uh, the president himself is not able to do that. Uh, And, of course, says the root the root of the problem is the president's amorality. Anyone who works with him knows he is not moored to any discernible first principles that guide his decision making. Although he was elected as a Republican, the president shows little affinity for ideals long espoused by conservatives, free minds, free markets, and free people. At best, he has invoked these ideals in scripted settings. At worst, he has attacked them outright. So it, uh, this person goes along on to say that, that uh, there was a point in the, uh, when the cabinet was considering invoking the 25th Amendment, which would allow a cabinet to remove a sitting president, which is a big dang deal. And... Uh, that's that's concerning. This is unprecedented. Let's let's be clear about that. Um, this person says this isn't the work of the so-called deep state. It is the work of the steady state. Um, given the instability many witnessed, there were early whispers within the cabinet of invoking the 25th Amendment, which would start a complex process for removing the president. But no one wanted to precipitate a constitutional crisis. So we will do whatever we can to steer the administration in the right direction until one way or another it's over. The biggest concern is not what Mr. Trump has done to the presidency, but rather what he 
as a nation, what we as a nation have allowed him to do to us, we have sunk low with him and allowed our discourse to be stripped of civility. Um, it's a, I, I think you should go read it because it's, it's interesting. I have issues with it being anonymous. Uh, I believe that to be a bad thing. Um, and ultimately, this person probably will be outed uh, because it's pretty hard to keep this sort of thing secret over the long term. Um, obviously, the editorial board of the Times knows, but no, other, none of the reporters know. And, and it, but these things get out. Uh, this person says there is a quiet resistance within the administration of people choosing to put our country first. But the real difference will be made by everyday citizens rising about politics, reaching across the aisle and resolving to shed the labels in favor of a single one, Americans. And it's lovely written. This person is uh, very well spoken. Um, and, of course, the president, not happy. Not happy. And uh, said that the person, when he finds out who it is, should be charged with treason. Um, a lot of people have denied so far being the person, including the vice president, Mike Pence, the uh, the uh, secretary of uh, uh, state, Pompeo, Mr. Pompeo, said it's not him. And he says, I come from a place where if you're not in the position to execute the commander's intent, you have a singular option. It is to leave. And this person instead, according to The New York Times, chose not only to stay, but to undermine what President Trump and his administration are trying to do. Mr. Pompeo added, I have to tell you, I find the media's efforts in this regard to undermine the administration incredibly disturbing. Um, it's, a you know, so the president calls it, uh, oh, he says he has a lot of very fine things to say about it. Um, he said his unsung heroes on his team were working diligently from within to frustrate parts of the agenda and worse inclinations. That's from the, uh, that's from the op-ed. Oh, geez, what did he called it? Gutless treason. Good stuff. But here's what I found particularly interesting today. I, I received in my inbox, and that's all very serious, but I received in my inbox today an email from somebody I don't know. Okay, this is, some, this is an organization called The Pitching Staff. Uh, it's a PR firm, uh, but it, uh, they, they compiled this list. It says, good afternoon, Patrick. Apparently, they know who I am. How about that? A personalized email. I'm not sure if you're a wagering type, but analysts at Sportsbook my bookie <laughs> spent the afternoon assessing the present White House staff, running the numbers and determining the most likely author of the anonymous New York Times op-ed. Senior analyst Dave Strauss led the effort and is available for additional on-air perspective. I didn't call him. I just decided to use their email. So I'm just letting you know why. So uh, let's get down to it. First of all, will President Trump demand charges of treason for the writer of the New York Times op-ed if they are found? Yes, it's uh, uh, one to two. One to two. No, eight to five. Eight to five odds. So, yeah, uh, they're going to say no. They're going no if they find it. I, uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, starting at the bottom, let's start at the bottom of the list. Stephen Miller, uh, advisor to the president, 15 to one. Jared Kushner, nephew of the president, uh, son-in-law, 12 to one. Ivanka, his daughter, Ivanka, uh, 12 to one. Kirsten Nielsen, 10 to 1. Uh, Kirsten Nielsen, Secretary of, uh, I forget, Interior, maybe, I don't remember. But, uh, Robert Wilkie, 8 to 1. Ben Carson, Secretary of uh, Housing and Urban Development, 8 to 1. Alex Azar, don't even know who that guy is, 8 to 1. Alex Acosta, 7 to 1. Wilbur Ross, 7 to 1. Sonny Perdue, who's uh, Agriculture, 6 to 1. Uh, Jeff Sessions, Attorney General, 5 to 1. Now we're getting down to brass tacks, right? Now you're thinking, ooh, it's, th this is where it's getting good. 
Secretary of Defense Jim Mattis, five to one. Uh, Chief of Staff John F. Kelly, four to one. Steve Mnuchin, four to one. Mike, uh, the aforementioned Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, four to one. <laughs> At two to one, number two on the list, Betsy DeVos, 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 Secretary of Education, and topping the list from my bookie, odds of. This person being the writer of the New York Times op-ed at four to six, Vice President Michael Pence. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Those are the odds of the writer of the New York Times op-ed that is causing so much consternation. That's the bottom line on today's PL statement. You can agree or disagree with me or them or whomever. Send me an email, Patrick at KSO.com. Follow us on Twitter at Pilali Show and send us some notes. Coming up after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters. He is already in studio. It's Mr. Michael Christensen, he is, of course, the smart cyclist and is here for Weird Friends. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. 335 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. It's Thursday, it's 330. That means it's time for the smart cyclist. Michael Christensen is in the room. Hey, Michael. Hello. There we go. Somebody's been messing with my board, Dan. We gotta, we gotta find this scoundrel. Shame, shame. Oh, I know. I'm talking over him. Yeah. Well, we'll be okay. So, Michael Christensen, the smart cyclist. Let's start over. Welcome, Michael. I am happy to be here as oh, usual. That's awesome. How are you? You had, a, you had a. I was talking about cyclocross racing earlier. I don't know if you know this. Or I, not. I don't know that. And uh, uh, you already started your season. Uh, in Mason City at the Cannonball Cross. Uh, uh, how do you feel? It, it was fun watching the other people race. <laughs> <laughs> I did a couple races on Saturday, um, and then my knee inflamed that evening, and so so I was a little bit concerned about that. So I bowed out of Sunday's action Yeah, and, and watched other people. So, and and uh, including your son, who won a race. He, Al- Alonzo. Yes, Alonzo, my son, won his uh, Cat 4-5 race. Getting some upgrade points there, and his goal is to move up sometime this season. So for the uninitiated, the the lower the number, the better you are. It goes one, two, three, four, five. Alonzo is a four. He's looking to be a three. Yeah. World changes when you get to three. Yes. But he's young. He, he is young, and that's kind of fun, too. He wants to race with the threes, though? He does. Um, he all, he raced with the threes anyway. Um, oh. He raced the... Three, four race. Three, four. They do this some places. Every, every race, it's a little weird. Every race is different. <laughs> Sometimes you'll get three, four, five. Sometimes you'll get four, five. Sometimes three, fours. You know, but it's all like, you know, there's different options. You can race with whoever you want. Yeah, so he, ro- he raced twice each day. Um, so he raced three, fours and four, fives, which means then in the three, four, he can race with the people who are better, faster mm-hmm. than he is. And in the four, fives, he's, he's the top of the pile, which, and then Sunday he did win. Um, Saturday in the four, fives, he didn't register till that day for that particular event. And he started 42nd, mm-hmm. was caught up in a crash at the start line. Heard that. And then, uh, but he was, he was last into the crash and first out of the crash and, <laughs> and managed seventh overall. Well, so, that's pretty good. So passing 30 some people. And then uh, racing the fast people, um, he was top ten in both of those. So he's kind of primed. He he's just needs ready. to. He just needs to do the formality of the points. So ah man, now well, he might want to race another. He, he might want all the glory for a whole yeah, season. Right. That's that is a thing. Of well, as long as I'm this level, I might as well win and stand on top of the podium. Which that's kind of a nice thing too. So. Yeah. 
and big race is coming up and and we look forward to that uh but you're you're okay you're you, you for the record you race masters with me yep i Oops. did yep and and how was that i took the i took the back row and just went around and yeah in my category i was i was actually was last in in my masters category i did the four five two um the same the same one as my son mm-hmm. and that one i was 10th from the bottom which that's satisfying i'm i'm good there i'm fine there that's the problem with racing masters is um you could be anything just all you got to be yeah. is old right but right you can be plenty fast so last year in masters i i raced in the same race as former world masters champion sh- champion mark savory right yeah that's so that's hard i don't belong there <laughs> and and so so in at this in mason city i raced with the uh, famous jay hollywood henderson yep and yeah I don't have a prayer of beating him, but it's just fun to be out there. Yeah, I got to greet him he as, says he, nice, as he laughed at me. He says nice things when he goes by. Yeah, he's encouraging. Yeah, and then I once got into a, I didn't do very much road racing in my life, but I once got into a uh, circuit race in Minneapolis just because I was in town. And I thought, well, I'll race Masters. And I start lining up, and I look next to me, or a couple people down, and there's a dude over there with rainbow stripes on his sleeve, which means he was a former world champion. Yes. And he, it turned out he's on the track. But still, but still, he knows how to go fast on a bike. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's not good. Right. That is not good. And uh, so sometimes you have those uh, sort of hum- uh, humbling experiences. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And, and it's fine. I mean, that's that's where I belong. And that's that's the work I put into it. And I still have fun. Um, it's it always feels good to go around that that course and, and finish and, you know, just put everything you got into it. So. And, and you, it was muddy that weekend too. Yeah, first weekend out, and it's just a mud fest. Saturday was uh, Saturday. It rained in the morning and dr- and started to dry toward the end of the, the day, so mm-hmm. stuff was pretty firm. But uh, Sunday it rained pretty well and pretty hard during some of the races. So by the end, in some sections, two or three inches of sloppy mud and some just standing water on the course and pretty challenging conditions. I should probably post some photos at KSO.com because I have a bunch. There are some good ones. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just- Some of them are from you. Lots of people being covered in mud and needing a shower. There was a stream nearby, so uh, people actually did find that. I did see that. Which was pretty that. neat. Um, like all the juniors after their big race, there were like 12 juniors sitting in the- Sitting in a in a in the in the creek in the river, and it was it was nice. It was pretty cool to see that's, them all together. That's the in community of racing, it is. right? Yeah, it is. And there are all ages. It's kind of amazing when you're out there with and there's there's kids racing. There's old fat guys like us. There's people in you know, tremendous athletes, and everybody's on the same course, right? And some some of the little kids are racing the big big adults, yeah, that and, really, and beating them because they're little and small and really quick. That really upsets you. <laughs> But it's good for them. First time you get you, first time you get dusted by a twelve year old. You're like, all right, this is great. I wish you all the best in your middle school. Middle school, great. Hope you have a great year. <laughs> Study more, train less, you punk. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, how are your grades? Right? Yeah. Are your grades suffering because you're out here? I think you are. You should go home and study. <laughs> um, there's a lot of stuff coming up though, and there we're, are. we're I mean. Uh, we're not just bike races. We're going to talk about some really big events that are coming up and uh, that you're going to want to take part in and be out and be active when we return with the smart cyclist, Michael Christensen, on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Well, it's dark where I've been staying. 
346 with on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And we are with Michael Christensen, the smart cyclist on Weird Friends. And uh, so, as I was saying, there's a lot going on. I mean, we've been talking about uh, cyclocross, which is our, our personal passion. But there's a lot of other things happening in the world uh, in Sioux Falls uh, that, that our, our bike club is involved with, Falls Area Bicyclists. But the, one of the big events this weekend is the marathon. Yeah, this is my favorite, uh, favorite thing that the city has that I spectate at. Really? Because I think any quality city ought to have a marathon. I agree. And so I jump, I've jumped in the last, geez, 10 or 12 years to, to volunteer for that. That I, long? I think so, really. Wow. Um, yeah, with, with the kids. Had to have been it, easily 10 years old. Um, we marshaled a corner over there on Terry and uh, Madison mm-hmm. for a lot of years, mm-hmm. which is just pointing, pointing in the direction. Go, runner. Go, runner. Why you look good. They went that away. <laughs> um, and so we did that a lot. And then, uh, then when I started to get involved with Falls Area Bicyclists, and there's a connection between retired runners and and starting to bicycle right yep, so that's right. a thing and so hey let's get fab and let's do a water stop so we kind of kind of my family upgraded to the water stop and got fab types involved and mm-hmm. so we've been doing that since and still true uh still true sunday we're going to be out there with fab at uh thunderbird and edgewood last um, year when we did the water stop i was there and it was at it was it was great because it was at uh, uh sertoma parks yep and that was a good spot because there's only like six miles left or something like that just two 5ks left yeah. is what i said to yeah. some and <laughs> and also the best part about it was uh the flyboy donut truck was there yes i don't know how we lucked out but we did we did we had treats for our i, I believe we gave some runners some donuts too. we did give runners if, donuts if they asked of course well and there were like donut holes so yeah. you can but you know what you don't need at mile 20 something to soak up all the moisture <laughs> right <laughs> right it was fun. Yep. So you're going to be at Thunderbird and Edgewood, which is up in Tut Hill. Yep, adjacent to Tut Hill. Yep. Will there be a donut truck there? Probably not. I don't know. It sounds like there's going to be music there, though. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we're going to bring some. Apparently. Yeah, we want. The thing is, people need Festive. to get out. Yeah. And 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 be a spectator because it really is fun. Even if even if you just go out for a little while and you don't know anybody, you know, it's yeah. it's kind of fun just to see people come by and. You know, sort of assess their level of pain. Look at yeah, and and look at what some people can do, and like especially with for as a parent starting that ten years ago, I was like, you never know what can rub off on your kids, right? Thank so, God it wasn't marathoning. So go <laughs> go out there and introduce your kids to something that you might never want to do, but man, being able to run twenty six miles, yeah, and it's pretty um, impressive. It's a good day in the city. I hope, you know, I know there's always people that are upset because streets get blocked off and all that. But we, we, we have been trending in the wrong way in this community on this particular issue. And that's yeah. that, you know, how I feel about street blocking. They get, they get so uptight about blocking streets. And I mean, this is a big one. This one goes down Minnesota or crosses Minnesota Avenue a couple times, I think, and, or it used to when I rode the bike one uh-huh. year and almost got killed. Um, <laughs> It's a true story. Uh, the uh, uh, but yeah, settle down, people. It's Sunday morning. It's yeah. There's <laughs> those runners are starting at six thirty. Where do you got to be on Sunday morning that you can't either take an alternate route or just wait because they don't shut it down. A lot of it completely. Yeah. Some of it, yes. But like Minnesota Avenue, they'll let cars go through, then they'll block it. Right. Uh, just 
chill. And Everybody take a breath and enjoy the fact that you live in a city that people want to come to to run. Yes. They in, want to come here and enjoy your city. In DDO. This is a place worth going to to run 26 miles. So have fun out there, everybody. It starts and ends at the Premier Center. It does. And, uh, you know, be nice. Just be nice. You don't have to be, you know, don't be, just don't be mean. Uh, especially to people running a water stop up at uh, Thunderbird and Edgewood. <laughs> That's right. Those are really good people up there. I can't believe that they have to run up there. But they get to run down after that. I don't think that's I don't think that's pleasant either. Oh, <laughs> either way, I don't think it's. This I ain't think, Fargo. I think this they call it. I think thing. they call it a feature of the course, the challenging feature of the course. Yeah, that it is. <laughs> um, the other thing though that was just announced, it's a it's turning into a big dang deal. Yeah, the um, just announced today, Falls Area Single Track announced their Take a Kid Mountain Biking Day. This is going to be the third one. Um, October 7th. So it's a month away, but they just announced it today. So that's why it's newsworthy. Um, this is at Yankton Trail Park, the nice, easy section of single track that Falls Area Single Track has, maintains. And it's it's an invitation. It's an international invitation to grab your kid and go mountain biking. Yeah, this is going on everywhere. We, it's yep. not just in Sioux Falls. Yep. And uh, in Sioux Falls, we always have a – the first year was most memorable because two-thirds of the kids were girls. Really? Which was like – Hey, because, you know, if the girls are going to ride, then, then the boys are going to ride, gonna ride <laughs> and it's going to grow. And so, yeah, um, the second year, the rain was kind of a problem, kind of an issue. But, uh, yeah, it's really neat to see parents and kids show up there at Yankton Drill Park with with bikes. And they spend a lot of time going around in that little single track area. It's not like a 15 minute thing where they show up and ride. It could be a 15 minute thing, show up and ride the thing and go home. But, yeah, lots, lots of kids linger. Lots of kids want to do it again. I remember one girl last year was proud and I can't remember if they like accomplished like 20 laps or something. I mean, she was like, she had set a goal and it was for a bigger ride that her family wanted to do. Oh, sure. And so this was like a test of that <laughs> and she passed the test. Well, that's and, great. And so mom and daughter were thrilled and yeah, it's a really neat time. Uh, the trails over there uh, at Yankton Trail, it's the part right in the, in the park, but then on the other side of Minnesota Avenue. Yep. On these side, there's another little stretch over there that's been developed, and that's pretty cool. Yep, there's two little loops, one on either Minnesota Avenue. That small parking lot is the prime place to park for those and because that's right in the middle of mm-hmm. it, yeah. And it's really great for kids. I mean, uh, people imagine mountain biking sometimes, I think, as being very technical and hard. And But this is, it's. I mean, it's hard for me. But, yeah. you know, it's it, kids get in there, and they can just bomb around, and it really... You feel separated because you're in the trees, mm-hmm. and it's a wonderful experience, and it's right in the middle of Sioux Falls, which is amazing. Yeah, you, you don't have to load up the cars and travel 40 minutes. No, I love that part of it. Yep. Uh, and when's that again? October 7th. October 7th. And uh, uh, update on uh, any, have we raised any more money for, uh, have the Patrick Lally Show listeners opened up their pop pocketbooks and contributed more money to Tut Hill? They should Single. contribute more. Yeah. <laughs> There's always an opportunity to contribute more. And uh, I think you said last week uh, we've raised like 55 out of the 70,000. Yep. Yep. So uh, there's another fundraiser coming up though, right? There is. Um, September 19th, some some event at Fernson at the at the brewery. Oh, at the brewery, Ooh. not at the tap room? Ooh, am I lying? I don't know. At Look a Fernson. At a Fernson. September 19th. At, on and, a, and there are more details on the uh, uh, the event on Facebook. Yeah. And I think there's some. <laughs> there's a raffle. We could there's sell. all kinds of stuff. Let's let's just make up stuff, and they can they can organize it. 
pretty sure way. you sent this to me in a text. So why don't I? Uh, while you're t- no, um, it's a, it's going to be. It's it's a great deal. It's a fundraiser. It's f- at Ferns and you, you buy beer. They contribute. But we got to get there, people. We're at fifty five thousand. We got to get up to uh, uh got to get up to a uh, seventy to finish the single track at Tut Hill Park. Tut Hill Park. Yep. Which is uh, pretty cool. I rode down it the other day. Beer raffle and barbecue feed. It's Ferns on eighth. Friends on 8th. Downtown. 6 p.m. 6 p.m. September 19th. I think we've covered all the events. Phew. When are you racing again? I am racing in a week and a half, Star City in Lincoln, Nebraska. And then you're going to Trek in Madison, And Wisconsin. then the next weekend, Trek World Cup, uh, Trek in Madison, yes. Yeah, Which awesome. is a World Cup if you race that event. <laughs> if, you are, if you are an international professional cyclist. Which That's right. Which is awesome because all these people that I watch throughout the year are there and in person. Michael Christensen, he is the smart cyclist. And we talk about all this fun stuff every week, uh, 3.30 on Thursday, and, and uh, give you opportunities to get out and be active. Michael, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Coming up after the news and weather at the top of the hour with Mr. Dan Peters, we're going to chat with Thomas Hentges of Burlap Wolf King for the hour. We're going to listen to music. We're going to tell stories. It's going to be fun. Stay with us. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. This is a public service announcement with guitar. Coming up next on the Patrick Lally Show, we're going to chat with Thomas Henches from Burlap Wolf King. Stay with us. This is Information 1000 KSOO. Seven on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO, and we're letting that play a little bit because that is uh, Burlap Wolf King, and he is uh, in studio with us today, and we're having just a little problem there, uh, and uh, Burlap Wolf King, of course, is Thomas Hentges. Thomas, thanks for being in here with the studio with us today. I appreciate you having me. Uh, so um, the band Burlap Wolf King uh first of all tell us uh the the derivation of the band where to come from and uh, how long you guys been around certainly you know i've been performing uh by myself solo as well as uh with the band under the name burlap wolf king since about 2006 so uh it kind of started as a uh, kind of a project where i needed something creative in my life mm-hmm. uh, after a absence of, of doing something creative and this uh pesky acoustic guitar that sat in the corner for a lot of years, I figured, you know, I could probably uh, learn a couple chords more than I already knew and buck it up to about five, and I might be able to put together some songs. So, <laughs> uh, so that's what I did. And, um, you know, um, just being a big music fan my whole life, uh, it started to come kind of naturally, like melodies and stuff like that. And it was nice because uh, I got immediate feedback that was positive, so... Over the years, I've just kind of been able to surround myself uh, 
uh, with musicians who can kind of play circles around me because of the quality of the songs. Uh, uh, they enjoy them and they want to play them. So uh, I've been lucky over the years to have several people kind of come and go in the band, but uh, the current uh, the current band we've been together now um, we've been pl- playing together now for about two two and a half years. And you guys, well, you personally play solo a lot. I do, um, yeah. And so how uh, uh, how often people have probably seen you playing uh, as uh, Thomas Enches, uh, mm-hmm. uh at various places? Where do you where do you play generally? Sure, I mean, uh, especially in the summertime around uh, the area, you'll see me at like Bros downtown on the mm-hmm. patio a lot. Um, I like to play at the Back Forty out in Mitchell um, a lot solo. So I do that a lot. Um, those are kind of different gigs um, because they're usually three hours or so. Yeah. So um, a lot of people tend to use those um, outlets as uh, you know time for to just play covers and stuff. But I usually play mostly you know seventy five percent originals, twenty five percent. Uh, covers in those scenarios so uh, just to not abuse the uh, burlap wolf king moniker too much and and overextend myself i try to reserve that more for full band gigs as well as gigs uh that are solo that are a little bit more uh concise 45 minutes uh, yeah so uh the there aren't that many chances to see burlap wolf king because you you guys don't you don't use that as much as you say i got to see you most recently at the uh, uh different folk showcase mm-hmm. uh and you have a record um on different folk records uh that came out uh, tell us tell us about that record it's been out a little while now yeah absolutely it's been out just over a year we released that in uh, late may of uh last year uh and it uh, it's entitled bitter honey um it's my third um collection of songs uh under the burlap wolf king name uh, that i put together and certainly the strongest um, the, the group of people that we put together uh, for this record, not only in the band, but also some other folks that we had come in and, and guest on the record, really, uh, it, it was a it's one of those experiences where the first album you make, you kind of, it's just really exciting to just make one and like, oh, I yeah. finished it, you know? But but like anything, you know, you reach a plateau and, and you want to find another one that's higher. And uh, I pushed myself very hard with this record. Um, I had songs for two three years but i could not center in on the words and that's very important to me so um, i'm kind of in the same position now where i've got enough songs for a new record mm-hmm. but and, and i sing the melodies in my head all day but uh you know until until i'm given i guess the um the the words you know they sit mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's you want to you want to be able to say something not just anything that's that's kind of where I'm at I, I always say that you know a lot of people tell me that they don't listen to the words and, and not to worry about it too much and I'm the complete opposite I'm big on words anybody you know, a lot of people can sing a melody and so on but uh, you got to have something to say and I mean it could be about your dog for all I care but you know at least make it good, you know. So. Exactly, it can be a good dog song. Exactly, there's nothing wrong with that. That's right. Um, and the song we listened to coming in was uh, "Thunderhead." That's right. Uh, off the record, and uh, let's see if I can uh, make this work again. Uh, we I had a little bit of audio problem there, but I think I got it back now. So this is "Thunderhead" by Burlap Wolf King. Tell us about this song. Sure. Yeah, this would be uh, considered what you would refer to in the uh, classic days of uh, radio or MTV as being the single from the record. I don't know. <laughs> that <laughs> don't still know. exists. I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it does. I'm sure we could find it in the dictionary. But uh, uh, but this was uh, one of those songs that I, I sat on for a very long time because I had the first verse written and 
It's kind of a romantic story, really, when it gets down to it. I finished the song lyrically. I was sitting poolside in uh, Los Angeles at a friend's apartment, and it just, one afternoon, it seemed right. It all just kind of came to me, and I had the idea. It was a very Fleetwood Mac-esque vibe in the tune, you know, but uh, the great thing about Thunderhead is, um, you know, a lot of people, they like to leave their uh, lyrics up to open to interpretation, um, this one is definitely open to interpretation, and if anybody knows what it's about, you let me know. <laughs> <laughs> it just came out of you. You don't have to explain it, Pretty right? much, yeah. That's cool. We're going to come right back and talk more with Thomas Sanchez of uh, Burlap Wolf King right after this short break. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. Four nineteen on the Patrick Lally Show, Information One Thousand KSOO, and that is Burlap Wolf King that you're listening to. The song's called Headlights. The album is called Bitter Honey, and it's available at uh, locations all around town and online at uh, different folk records. Website. I think it's difffolk. Dot. I can't remember. Differentfolkrecords.com. There you go. And uh, uh, Thomas Hentges, leader of that band, is with us today. Uh, so this song's headlights. Uh, anything special you want to tell us about? It's, it's, it's a rocker. Yeah, I wanted to make sure that we had something that was a, a, a just a true rocker on the record. And uh, I remember describing it to the band as something uh, that uh, I wanted to sound like a mix between Wilco and the Velvet Underground. Yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, the, the lyrics are really fun. They're very visual. Um, there's even a line about Big League Chew, the uh, chewing gum. So <laughs> the chewing gum. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. So that that's that's something from my youth, right there. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, you uh, you've got a fantastic voice. So when did you realize that you had a big voice? This is a really weird. It's a weird scenario. I mean, I, I've, I've sang since I was a kid. I would always sing in the in the car, you know, by myself, especially you know teenage years and stuff. But uh, I never fancied myself as a strong singer. Um, I was in a in a metal band uh, uh, when I moved to Sioux Falls uh, from my hometown of Madison. Uh, I started a band with a bunch of guys here, and <clears throat> excuse me, we were uh, so I was the singer, uh, and I use that term loosely mm-hmm. in that band. You're so, the screamer. Yeah, I was a screamer. So, <laughs> and um, we, you know, we had some success, which allowed us to be on the road a lot. So I was on the road uh, at times uh, six months six months out of the year yeah what was that band uh nodes of ranvier yeah, yeah. So, great band yeah i i sure enjoyed my tenure there so um but i over those years i built up my diaphragm to to be really strong so um it's just it's just one of those things where um i think like anything i mean the more you do it mm-hmm. the better you you get and mm-hmm. uh um I, uh, over the years have, have found that, uh, I mean, there's a lot of things that play into it. I'm not necessarily known for taking great care of myself physically <laughs> in a lot of ways, but, um, so sometimes I can be my own worst enemy there, but, um, yeah, I'm a little hoarse today from some allergies, but, uh, uh hopefully a little bit of bullet or something bourbon might be able to loosen <laughs> that up tonight before I sing. But, so, uh, and speaking of that, you have a show tonight yeah. at, uh, Burlap Wolf King. 
uh, playing at Icon. Yeah, we'll be at Icon Lounge tonight. We've got a good friend in town, um, my friend Jeremy. He uh, goes by the name Small Houses, and he's originally out of Michigan. Um, he's been on the road a lot lately. Um, he generally is on the road until he uh, he isn't, and then he stops somewhere, usually south, and uh, gets a job <laughs> and washes dishes, does whatever he has to do, writes another record, goes out and does it again. And so he hasn't been in town now for I want to say two years or so. So mm-hmm. it's exciting to have him on board. And uh, we also have uh, a new local. It's actually her second show. She's uh, she's a solo performer. Her name's uh, Michaela Elizabeth. Uh, she's a younger gal from here in town. Mm-hmm. Um, just a friend who I noticed one day on Instagram was singing yeah. these songs. And I didn't know that part of her. I didn't know that she sang or did anything. And Asked her if she wanted to uh, play a show sometime, and she uh, she obliged, and uh, it went over well. So we're gonna have her back again tonight. That's great. So doors open at seven down at Icon, which is downtown. If you know where that is, it's downtown on Sixth and Main. Sixth and Main, you bet. And, and we'll uh, we'll get we'll get the doors open at seven, and uh, you know, th- uh, music will start at seven thirty, um, and uh, we uh, should have everybody home and in bed by uh, hopefully eleven o'clock. So. So that's how we roll now, yeah, early shows. That's right. Yeah, yep. <laughs> the world has changed yep. right under our feet. Uh, so you, you talked a little bit about the, uh, your band uh, earlier, uh, Burlap Wolf King. And, uh, who, tell us about the band. Who's in sure. the band? Sure, absolutely. Um, I'd start with a couple of the guys who've been with me the longest, uh, really, when it comes down to it. And they're kind of a package deal. But the funny part is, is usually they're a drummer and a, and a bass player. So my drum, uh, my drummer uh, in the past, uh, Adam Jones, is now my lead guitar player. Um, I just there's a lot of people that play guitar, and, and very few drummers. But uh, guitar players have style, you know, and 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 the uniqueness about the way they play. And him and I just kind of see eye to eye, um, or ear to ear, for that matter. <laughs> um, he understands what I need when I tell him I need this. He knows what I mean. So it's been a really good thing to have Adam on board. And then John Slap Myers, our, our bassist, uh, also should plug that he is uh, releasing a solo album of his own tomorrow night down at Total Drag at uh, 7 o'clock, too. So oh, check that out. Um, John's an amazing uh, musician, and um, he is... Uh, he he's uh he he's been one of these people who I've kind of always wanted to play with and I've been lucky enough to do that in the last couple bands I've been playing in. Um our drummer is uh, Phil Mueller and uh Phil's got a pretty uh he he also plays in Marching Arms a metal band here in town so he he has quite the extremes when he plays with us and them. <laughs> and you know, it's not like you guys are, you know, up there uh it, you're not a like a John Denver, you know, it's no. not a folk outfit. No, and I generally, when I'm, you know, when I play live, uh, I would say that my behavior on stage exceeds the general um, Americana artist. Uh, <laughs> uh, I finished our set the other night uh, by throwing my uh, Gretsch guitar right into the stage. I don't know what came over me. I guess I just needed to do it. It's <laughs> all it in survive? one piece. Yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> this is one of, not a... Uh, uh, clash situation like no calling at the palladium no 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 nothing too crazy it was very spontaneous um but uh, hopefully everything it checks out when i uh, sound check here later 
Uh, <laughs> I haven't played it since. <laughs> I'm just assuming it's okay. Yeah. Right? Well, we got backups if needed. But, uh. <laughs> That's cool. So the show tonight uh, that you're talking about is seven. Or doors open at seven at the Icon Lounge with mm-hmm. uh, uh, Burlap Wolfgang is the the headliner at Small Houses. And and what's the young lady's name again? Yeah, Michaela Elizabeth. And uh, it's seven bucks for three bands, people. That's nothing. That's like you're just giving away your 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 talent and your your time for nothing. Yeah, well, it's I mean, it's the price of a cocktail, you there know, you I mean, when it comes down to it. So get out and see that show. We're going to come back and talk more with Thomas Enches from Burlap Wolf King and uh, just about local music, local songwriting, because there's a lot going on, people. And we'll see if we can't just bring in a little bit of, oh, there it is, headlights. <laughs> we'll go out with that. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four thirty-four on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSLO. And that's uh, Burlap Wolf King, led by Thomas Enches, the voice of Thomas Enches, who's in studio with us today. This is a little, this is a little uh, mellower tune here, Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you, uh, in your songwriting, um, tell us about uh, your themes. This is Strawberries and Sage, off your uh, latest record. Uh, what? Just tell me a little bit about how you talk about hearing the melodies in your head all the time mm-hmm. and then looking for the words, looking for that message. Where, where do you think that uh, these, the, the strawberry and sage, the, the, these songs come from in your brain? What, what's your experience with that? Sure. Yeah. I mean, strawberries and sage is a unique one. Cause this one is a, I mean, this one's a love song, you know, and love songs are in my mind, they're the hardest ones to write lyrically. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you listen to, I'm a big oldies radio fan, you know, and you listen to uh, these songs and they're so phony, you know what I mean? It's like they sing about love in a way that's just not real. Um, however, um, you know, so that w- when I wanted to do that, uh, I really challenged myself. I'm like, I tried to write love songs in the past, but uh, I always felt like I failed a little bit. And this was one where it just like... Pfft, I had the chord structure. That's what I usually start with. I, I put a few chords together. Mm-hmm. They start sounding nice. They usually generally lead me to a melody. Uh, I start the combination of those two things. Generally, that's what starts leading me towards like, hey, well, what does this, you know, what is the song leaning towards mm-hmm. th- thematically, you know? And then, you know, I'm not a topical songwriter, really. I'm not the, you know, I'm not the kind of guy who's going to pick up the paper and, Mm-hmm. read an article and write about it because protest song yeah or anything like that it just to me it's just uh it's too loud the, the society right now is too loud anyway i don't need to act like i know something behind uh the microphone i'd rather entertain mm-hmm. um that being said you know i'll sneak them in there i'll sneak little jabs of of information and you can tell a lot about my um my theology i suppose personally if you if you listen for it in there but you, you're working, when do you know that you have something to say? 
Like we talked earlier about, you could have a song about a dog, it could be a good song or a bad song, um, and wanting to say something. I mean, it's it, it, that's a big responsibility because you can you can write uh, glossy pop songs, mm-hmm. right, and be happy with them, and there's nothing wrong right. with that. But when you want something of substance in that song, some little piece of wisdom that you've gleaned from the world, when do you know you got that? Uh, when it's given to you, you know. I mean, I kind of subscribe to two old school uh, thought processes when it comes to to, to, to writing um, or creative things in, in general, and that's uh, two things. One, you have to work hard. You can't. You, you have to be open to it. You have to work at it. You ha- you can't just expect inspiration, but you have to be wise enough to when the inspiration strikes, you have to get it down. So I'm very big on when I have to be by myself, you know. And I know a lot of people that talk that way. And I've heard some people. Have, uh, I just finished Bruce Springsteen's uh, recent biography, Born to Run, and he talked about when he was a parent, when he became a parent. Uh, um, that was one of the hardest things for him because he was like me, like, don't, don't talk to me, don't call me, mm-hmm. my phone's off, don't talk, just stay away, because you're so afraid that you're going to cut off that line to the muse, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. I think Dylan always said, you know, I didn't write these songs; these songs were given to me, especially early on, you know. And I subscribe to that, but you can't get those moments of inspiration unless you are allowing them to happen. So. Um, there's times when it'll happen when you're working at home Mm -hmm. and, and other times it's like, I hear something come out on, uh, you know, come out of the TV or Mm -hmm. the radio or whatever, Mm -hmm. and a a line, I just like the way it sounds. Next thing you know, I just start just focusing on, on that, uh, uh, the properties of, of what even that is. And the next thing you know, you've got a song. Mm -hmm. So, and being intentional about it is very, that's the hard work. Like Mm -hmm. I'm, I have these these few hours, or I, I just need to separate myself from the world uh, and and work. That's and, right, and that's a very difficult thing to do, especially from a creative standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we like I said. I mean, there's just constant buzz going around you at all times. Um, so, just allowing yourself to, to to clear your head, and and the worst part is, is that it, it's you know. 19 out of 20 times you're going to end up with an empty page of paper mm-hmm. because you're going to rip it out. It's garbage, you know, mm-hmm. but you do it because that 20th time it's going to work, you mm-hmm. know, like something's going to come together. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, some people are really gifted and, and they're just lyrical and they're, um, in the way they talk. I'm not that person, you know, I'm pretty normal guy with a, you know, South Dakota vocabulary. Um, uh, a Madison South Dakota vocabulary, yeah. which may be even worse. Yeah, that might. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, I mean, my my, my Mount Rushmore songwriters, uh, you know, they all were, were very lyrically gifted, and that's their lyrics. It's so cheesy, but it's so true. And the older I get, it's harder for me to to write because I want to connect with people. Like mm-hmm. that's the whole idea. Is like. My favorite songwriters, when they, you know, they they got me in because I feel a connection with them. I f- hear what they're saying, combined with the melodies. I mean, you have to write a great song underneath it, but it's the content of the lyric that has always been what kind of. I always say it separates the men from the boys, you know. Um, and that Mount Rushmore is uh, Springsteen. 
Well, Springsteen's on there. You Dylan? know, uh, Dylan's not on there because Dylan's too obvious. Dylan's like the Beatles. You yeah, know? you can't pick you, that. Yeah, one. it's like the Dylan, Beatles, and the Stones and Zeppelin and stuff. Yeah, you just, just scratch them. Just off. scratch them off because they're. If you, if you don't have respect for that, you're already losing. You know. <laughs> but for me, it's uh, yeah. I've got uh, Neil Young, mm. uh, Bruce Springsteen. Um, Towns Van Zant, and mm. then uh, a guy most people aren't familiar with. He passed away a few years ago. Jason Molina, uh, Magnolia Electric Company, Songs mm. Ohio was his bands and stuff. So, um, but all of them, I mean, actually, I can say without a doubt, every single one of them got me through some interesting, you know, uh, junctures of my life. Yeah. Because at times when you had nothing else to relate to and, and you feel so alone, here's this person, you know. You know, it's that whole thing of like, is this person reading out of my diary? You know, mm -hmm. like, where are they getting this? You know, so. Do you think that there's, uh, I mean, this is kind of a, cl a cliche thing to say, but there's, there is inspiration in the pain, right? Oh, uh, yeah, there absolutely is. Um, I, I think that a lot of people can't, you know, I, I personally can't write when I'm in it because I don't feel like that. Like if I'm, if I, if I'm in a down, you know, mental state, it's not the best time to write a song. Um, I feel like the what you learn from that trial is is what uh, is a little bit more worth putting into the song. You know, I don't want to write. I, I did that on my first album. My first album was much more of this like downtrodden, no hope. You know, <laughs> even you can't listen to it anymore. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's a weird. It's a weird thing. It's and and it's coming from a much younger man, so mm -hmm. it's very odd. Um, um, at the time, I was just like obsessed with Townsend's aunt, so I was convinced that you know you couldn't write anything but a blues song, you know. <laughs> like, but um, yeah, over the years, um, I've realized that it's yeah you can you can process the the pain and get something great out of it, um, but uh, you have to let the it come to fruition first to get the knowledge from it. Yeah, it's very interesting. We're gonna come right back and talk more with Thomas Henches of Burlap Wolfking and uh, see if we can play a little Strawberries and Sage here. Yeah, I got it to work. How about that? Uh, they are playing to, tonight at uh, 7 o'clock. The doors open at Icon Lounge with uh, a couple openers, Small Houses, songwriter, and... Uh, Michaela Elizabeth. Yeah, yep. see, I, I need to write that down <laughs> for the next time around. Uh, 7 o'clock, doors open. Music starts at 7.30 Icon Lounge. We're going to talk more with Thomas here right after this short break. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. Midday talkers in the heat, they're racing the summer swell, and all making plans for New Year's Eve. That they'll all forget by the morning. 448 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. We're listening to Gray in My Beard by Burlap Wolfking, uh, the lead singer of whom the band, the inspiration, the force behind the band, is here with us, Thomas Henches. And uh, we've been talking about songwriting and you know where you came from and where you're going and, and all that. Tell me about uh, the the playing in sioux falls these days what's that like for you it's good it's good um i mean there's a lot of outlets uh as of late uh that i kind of point to that have really increased uh 
uh, how people are being perceived uh, around here as, as local musicians, the White Wall Sessions, and, uh, and, and then places like Total Drag uh, are certainly huge uh, in that. So um, it's a good time to, to be uh, uh, playing particularly original music here in, in Sioux Falls. Uh, you're playing about as much as you can and want to, at some measure, aren't you? With all the solo gigs that you do during the summer, and uh, how many how many shows do you think you do a year these days? Um, I'd say it, it gets to be around fifty. <laughs> yeah, and you're getting paid. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. that's nice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, I mean, that's that's a lot of extra work for a guy who you know works a forty hour job like anybody else, and. Uh, you know, works with a works with a label in town, and I have my hand in a few other things. So I'm I'm always my schedule is usually pretty full. <laughs> tell, tell talk a little bit about the sort of general collaboration that I see uh, around the community. You've got we talked about your band. Everybody's playing in different bands. You got well, I mean, I think about Union Grove Pickers mm-hmm. and Condor, and uh, you know some of these different groups. Um, there's people trading uh, members all the time there's different splinter bands coming off there's just a lot of cool stuff going on uh is that a is that a good sign or is that a sign that there's only 12 musicians uh, that's a great sign uh it's a great sign because when i moved to town you'd see a show and there was like four bands on the bill mm-hmm. and none of them sounded anything alike and while that was exciting especially for touring bands when they came through they thought that was really cool mm-hmm. but it was necessity because now you have all these, I mean, you have this collective scene where at that time it was like everybody was so starved, particularly underage, you know, mm-hmm. uh, kids starved for live music that, you know, we, we didn't get it as much. We'd take whatever we could get. Now it's like you you have the music community, but then you have these little pocket scenes throughout. So like you mentioned a bunch of bands that would probably be, you know, in that Americana type vein, mm-hmm. you know, which, you know, I guess we, that's what I'd consider us to be. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, what you're seeing is a lot of these people are being uh, having success within these scenes because finally the community is coming out and supporting these groups, uh, you know. So, you, you know, it was always like, well, the you know, the hip-hop guys aren't supporting the metal guys. Yeah. The metal guys aren't pr- supporting the country guys and stuff. And, I always told people that's just a dumb way to look at, at it because who, you know, the musicians can't completely support the scene that mm-hmm. you have to have the uh, public's interest. Um, and I still think that's what's lacking in Sioux Falls is uh, um, there is a public interest, but we haven't quite gotten there for the size of a community mm-hmm. we are. It it can be slightly embarrassing sometimes. Yeah, but, and and with that people aren't showing up for shows. Right. But I will say that, I mean, there's a lot more going on, a lot more offerings than there ever has been in the past. So it thins it out a little bit. But I, it's, it's as good now as I've seen it in the 17 years I've been mm-hmm. in town. You know, the uh, what's interesting, too, is there are bands coming out of Sioux Falls that make a living. You talked about uh, one of your first bands, uh, and I always say it wrong, Nodes of Renvier. Mm, Renvier, yeah. Renvier, I was very, I always, uh, you guys were a working band. We were working all band. Over. And there's been, you know, when I think about Soul Crate, mm-hmm. and I think about uh, even, uh, um, uh, uh, oh, geez, what's his name? Uh, Corey. Corey. Corey Van Sickle uh, with, uh, with sure. children and uh, the, uh, uh, you know, there's just been a lot of bands. Some of them got, got have have traveled all over the country. That's that's unusual. 
It is. And, you know, I would say that, I mean, honestly, there's only two bands that I know of uh, that were working bands to the point where that they weren't working when they were home, uh, you know, weren't working necessarily when they were home. But mm-hmm. uh, even even uh, Wes Eisenhower and his brother, Dan, they, they worked. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But for, it was a business all, for them. Oh, totally, totally. And I mean, and but I would say that, like, everything they do, they're, they're such like particularly Wes's drive is just unbelievable because. When you think about what he's doing, uh, financial reciprocation is not what he's in it for, Mm -mm. never has been. And uh, his ability to do what he's been doing uh, speaks volumes about the kind of people in this community that have made what's happening happen. Thomas Sanchez, he's the lead singer and songwriter for Burlap Wolf King, and they're playing tonight at Icon Lounge with Small Houses. And Michaela Elizabeth, doors open at 7. It's 7 bucks, people. Go out and watch uh, Burlap Wolf King, and you will enjoy it, I promise. Thomas, thanks for coming in. My pleasure. See you tonight. All righty. We're going to finish up here with a little bit of Gray and My Beard. Take us out, and we'll be right back to tell you what's going on tomorrow. Pop in the earbuds with our free radio pop app to listen anytime free. Download now at K. 458 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And just a reminder that after tonight, you can go see uh, Burlap Wolf King down at Icon. 7 o'clock, the door's open with Michaela and Elizabeth and Small Houses. Seven bucks. Go see that show. And then tomorrow night is Friday. It's first Friday in downtown Sioux Falls. All kinds of stuff going on. Events include the downtown block party at the 8th and Railroad parking lot. Oh, there's not going to be hot air balloons? Oh, that's right. The president's in town. No hot air balloons for anybody. Free admission to the Kirby Science Center and Visual Arts Center at the Washington Pavilion. Lots of live music all over the place, shopping and dining. Lots more information on this or any other event at KSOO.com. It's going to be, it's always a great weekend when it's first Friday. So everybody go out. It looks like it's going to be beautiful. Have fun. Be safe. Tip your waiters and waitresses. Go see some live music especially local music. You'll enjoy it. Trust me. I'll see you back here tomorrow. Our guests, we're going to talk about the big golf tournament out at Minnehaha Country Club, the PGA Seniors Tour. The Buffalo Maiden is going to be in studio, so you're going to want to tune in for that. And we're going to talk a little bit about Up With People. So that's tomorrow from 3 to 5 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO.